Welcome to Friday's Morning Show Podcast, because you deserve a better morning. Ooh, it's Friday the 13th, Carla Marie. <gasps> oh my God, I love this day, though. In nerd news, I am going to explain some of the origins of why we think Friday the 13th is so scary. And in much more positive news, not scary, a new report shows that the economy is actually going in the right direction and maybe oh, away from a recession. That is exciting. And if you have a sesame allergy, boy, do I have news for you. What if you have to say open sesame every time you go somewhere? That's not what that's about. Oh, it's different? <laughs> Welcome to the Morning Show Podcast. My name is Anthony. I'm Carla Marie, and today is Friday, January 13th, 2023. The Core Four. The four headlines you need to know. The New York City nurses strike ended yesterday after a tentative deal was reached with hospitals. 7,000 nurses spent three days picketing. The union said this deal will provide enforceable safe staffing ratios for all inpatient units at Montefiore and Mount Sinai hospitals. Montefiore agreed to financial penalties for failing to comply with the agreed upon staffing levels in all units. They also agreed to 170 new nursing positions, a 19% pay increase over a three-year contract, and lifetime health coverage for all eligible retirees. We are going to do a little good news, bad news here. Bad news first. The World Bank says the global economy is, quote, perilously close to a recession. But the good news here in America, our economy seems to be doing better than almost everyone else in the world and trending away from a recession. So yesterday morning, December's economic report was released, and there's some pretty good news for us Americans. Don't get me wrong. Inflation is still a thing. but the annual rate of inflation fell from 7.1% in November to 6.5% in December. And according to the same report, the cost of living fell 0.1%, which doesn't sound like a lot, admittedly, but it's the first time that cost of living has declined in America since the pandemic. And I'm going to give you two final positive numbers when it comes to our economy. Unemployment went down 0.7% from the same time last year. And the last number that I'm going to give you is something called the core inflation rate. That takes into account almost all consumer goods, but leaves out energy and food since those sectors fluctuate the most. Core inflation dropped to 5.7%, which is actually the lowest it's been in a year. Now, that's a lot of statistics, and I only shared the positive ones. There were some negative stats as well, but economists across the board took yesterday's economic report as a good sign of the American economy moving in the right direction. There's drama in the food allergy world. Last year, the FDA passed an act that added sesame to a list of major allergens. As of January 1st of this year, anything containing sesame must be labeled as such. But quick note, if that item was already on its way to the store before January 1st, it did not have to be labeled as having the allergen. So just check all of the ingredients when you're buying something. But here's where the drama begins. Restaurants and bakeries need to ensure their products do not have cross-contamination with sesame. But instead of setting up practices to make sure their products don't have cross-contamination before selling to the public, some major food brands like Wendy's, Olive Garden, and Chick-fil-A have just decided to add more sesame to their menu items. This way, they can simply say their items contain sesame instead of taking all of the steps to make sure there was no sesame. 
The FDA does not support this workaround, but said these companies are not disobeying the law. They also mentioned that other countries have had sesame on their label for years, and they can't understand why a bakery in Toronto can somehow magically remove sesame, yet a bakery in Tennessee can't. And fun fact about sesame, it's actually the ninth food to be added to the allergen list. In 2004, the FDA established the initial list of foods, which were milk, eggs, fish, shellfish, tree nuts, wheat, and soybeans. And by the way, I have a lot of those allergies. I'm one of the sesame people, so I'm actually super excited. It's going to be on labels now. For almost every day this week, we've gotten bits and pieces of information related to the classified documents that were improperly stored in locations connected to President Biden. The documents, which were found in an old office he used and in his garage, were from his time as vice president under Barack Obama. The Justice Department and the National Archives were made aware of the documents when they were discovered, but Attorney General Merrick Garland has named a special counsel to investigate whether any person or entity violated the law when it comes to the documents. The special counsel that the attorney general named is Robert Hur, who was the attorney general for Maryland for four years and was nominated for that position by former President Trump. Hope for humanity. Even when the news sucks, there's still hope. There are some new environmental regulations in Spain, and they're definitely a hope for humanity. Tobacco companies in the country will now be footing the bill for cigarette butt litter, Millions of cigarettes are tossed onto Spain's streets and beaches each year, and now the fee of cleaning them up will have to be paid by the companies that produce them. These companies will now legally also have to remind consumers to not throw their cigarette butts in public areas. And another one of their new environmental regulations, Spain has banned the use of single-use plastic cutlery and plastic straws. This is a quick reminder that anything you hear us talk about, whether it's a link to play one of the games that we play here on the Morning Show podcast or something that Carla Marie talks about in What's Trending, maybe a newsletter sign up, any link we talk about will be there for you at themorningshowpodcast.com. So if you're ever lost and you want to find something, just head over to themorningshowpodcast.com. Think quick. It's Two Second Tunes. The quickest game in the podcasting world yes. is called Two Second Tunes. We give you two seconds of a song. Your responsibility is to give us the title and the artist, and that's the whole game. Carla Marie, would you like to introduce our very special guests? I'm so excited because my BFF Alex is here and her brother Zach. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Now, when you guys go head-to-head in most things, because obviously as siblings, you're going to compete a lot. Who normally wins? Zach. <laughs> I was letting Alex answer that one. So who do you think is going to win two second tunes today? Ooh, I don't me. I think Alex. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, All right. This will be Alex. Well, let's just get I don't have the attention span to listen to music well enough to really remember what's going on. Well, I want to let you guys know before we actually start the game, I pulled all of these songs from a Spotify playlist called Grinding in a Sweaty High School Cafeteria. Uh, it seems like they are all mid-2000s songs. Anthony doesn't know this, but Alex and I went to a party at University of Rhode Island our freshman year called The Bedtime Grind. Hopefully that helps in some way. It was a pajama party. All right, so we are going to kick off uh, round one with Alex. Are you ready for your two-second clue? I'm ready. 
Get your freak on, Missy Elliott. There we yeah. go. Two full points for Alex on that part of her round. Zach, we're moving over to you. I would have had that. Here's your two-second clue. Uh, I know it. it. I know the words. Uh, Boots with the fur. It's Nelly. Uh, uh, uh. Apple bottom jeans. Alex, do you know the name of that song and or the artist who sings it? Florida. Okay. And the name of the song. Low, low, low. Low is the name of the song. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Stealing two points from your brother and taking a commanding four nothing lead. Now we come come back to you, Alex, and you could really uh, create some separation here. Oh, God. So good. Round two. Here's your clue. Peaches and cream, one twelve. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Two points. We were way too young to be listening to that song when that song came out. <laughs> all right. So. No, in every word. All right, exactly. Zach, you're going to need this one to stay in the game. Here. Okay. In round two is your two second tune. It's Snoop Dogg and Pharrell. And it is. Called, I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of it now, and I can't ask for it to be played again. You cannot. That's one point. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it, Drop like, it like it's hot. hot. Drop it like it's Drop hot. Drop it like it's hot. You did get the uh, both, artists, both artists, but still only one point. Now we're going to move over to round three, and round three is normally the hardest of all the rounds. Alex, here is your two-second clue. Uh, it's Laffy Taffy, and it is, um, oh, man, who's the artist of Laffy Taffy? Um, I don't know the artist. Well, we'll still give you one point. D4L would have been the artist. And now, finally. D4L? D4L is the artist. Well, Zach can't win, so this is just for fun. This is just for funsies. We're going to give Zach song. another shot at this. Here, so I'm not so disappointed in myself. Exactly. Here is a meaningless <laughs> two-second clue. Lean with it, rock with it. Uh, <laughs> well, there's one point, but do you know the artist? I don't. I can I can dance. It's, uh, I can do it. <laughs> oh yeah! Hey, there you go. Two points. Them franchise boys. Okay, I think Zach's wife was in the next room yelling out. I wanted to guess. I would have guessed franchise boys for Laffy Taffy. Well, either way, you actually made it a respectable game. Oh yeah. Are we we allowed to uh, say the wager that we made? Oh yeah. We we didn't even ask you originally. So what rate? What wager did you make before the game started? I owe I owe a a hundred dollar bill. Oh, that's whoa, a hundred bucks. (laughs) That's right, people. Are you going to Venmo her right now, or is it going to be like a crisp one hundred? Crisp hundo. Nice. Wow. Well, one thing that it proves, though, because like I, I was texting you, they do this on Stern and they and everyone in the audience says they're the best. They win every time, whoever they're when they're just in their car playing. Yep. But when yep. you're on when you're on the hot seat and you have to think of it, apparently 
your brain's not working. <laughs> it's a lot harder when the pressure's <laughs> on you. But thank you guys so much for making time for us. We appreciate it. That was fun. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerd news. Because there's a little nerd in all of us. It's Friday the 13th. You've probably been told at some point in your life that today is somehow spooky, haunted, or just bad luck. But why? I had no idea, really, so I decided to look into it. And first off, we've got to figure out why the number 13 itself has been considered unlucky. Two of the main theories revolve around Norse mythology and Christianity. We'll start with the Vikings. It seems like the number 13 gets its bad mojo from a story about 12 gods having dinner in Valhalla. Loki, yes, that Loki from all the Marvel movies, wasn't invited to the dinner, but he showed up anyway, created some of his trademark mischief, and one of the gods died, creating a very dark day on Earth. So if you stick to the Viking tradition, Loki is to blame for making 13 unlucky. In the Christian tradition, however, The number 13 gets its stigma from the fact that Jesus had 13 total people in the room at his Last Supper, himself and his 12 disciples. But it wasn't until much later that Friday got tangled up in 13's unlucky mess. One of the first pop culture instances of Friday the 13th being mentioned as unlucky is a 19th century French play where a character states, I was born on a Friday, December 13th, 1813, from which come all of my misfortunes. Just imagine I said that in French. And I don't know about you, but I'm not letting a dead French playwright ruin my Friday. So shake off the bad vibes and enjoy your weekend kickoff. If you haven't signed up for our newsletter yet, what are you doing? We don't send them out that often. We're not those annoying companies because guess what? Anthony and I, we hate when we get those newsletters. So we will never be that. I promise. When you sign up for a newsletter, you will get updates on our schedule. If we're going to be maybe in your city, if we're doing an event, if we're doing a giveaway on the podcast or on one of our shows, it's the best place to get all of the information about the morning show podcast and about the Carla Marie and Anthony show. The link is in the description of this podcast. You can also sign up at themorningshowpodcast.com. It may not be important, but we're all talking about it. This is Pop Stop. The NFL may have finally given me a reason to tune in during Pro Bowl weekend. They basically handed over their all-star weekend to the company that puts on Hell's Kitchen and American Ninja Warrior. I'm not kidding. A Smith & Co. Productions, which produces those TV shows, is putting together a skills competition and seven-on-seven flag football games to replace the normal Pro Bowl game, which was by far the bottom of the barrel when it came to professional sports all-star events. So this year, instead of a bunch of dudes pretending to play football in full pads, we're going to get eight skills competitions that lead into three different seven-on-seven flag football games. The skills competitions are ridiculous. They've got dodgeball, a water balloon toss, a longest drive golf competition, precision passing, a best catch competition, a relay race, Kick-tac-toe, where kickers, punters, and long snappers will compete in some weird form of tic-tac-toe, and a move-the-chains game, which is basically taking NFL athletes and having them play tug-of-war with a really heavy wall. I don't fully understand it yet, but if this thing is as insane as it sounds, the NFL's All-Star Weekend may have just gone from worst to first. 
and it'll take place the weekend before the Super Bowl, which means I guess in the meantime, we'll have to watch playoff football or something. Say what you want about Prince Harry and his decision to leave the royal family and share his story. His book, Spare, dropped this week and it set records. The first full day of sales has been the largest first day sales total for any nonfiction book ever published by Penguin Random House, which is the world's largest trade publisher. And Prince Harry set even more records. He was a guest on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert this week, and he drew in the largest audience for the show in more than two years at 3.15 million viewers, which is the largest since President Barack Obama appeared on the show in November 2020. And on social media, his appearance on The Late Show generated over 913 million social impressions. I plan on listening to his audiobook because it's Prince Harry reading the audiobook. And according to Colbert, many of the leaked parts that we heard about over the last few days were actually taken out of context and are incorrect. What's trending? The thing you didn't know you needed until Carla Marie told you about it. My niece, Gabriella Marie, asked me to be one of her bridesmaids. Super exciting. And one of the gifts she gave me in her proposal to ask me to be in the bridal party was a tiny travel jewelry case with my name on it. And I love this thing. I've been using it for all of my trips. It helps me keep all of my jewelry organized. But I found it on Amazon for under $10 and it comes in a few different colors. Now, that one obviously doesn't have my name on it, but you can add your own name to it. And here's a pro tip for this jewelry case. It's not only great for traveling with luggage on long trips. If you're going from work to the gym and you have to take off your jewelry, it's great for that because it's super small, but we'll still keep it organized. Go to the morningshowpodcast.com to check it out. And shout out to Gabriella Marie because I know she listens to the Morning Show podcast every morning. The Morning Show podcast. Every morning. Every morning. With Carla Marie and Anthony. Thank you for hanging out with us before you get into your weekend. Hopefully you're going to have a fantastic weekend ahead of you. And before we get out of here, this was episode 218, which means today we are shouting out area code 218. So 218 is for the northern part of Minnesota. Oh, so way up there. Yeah, very far up there. And I do have some Minnesota facts. It's the 32nd state. Okay. But do you know one of Minnesota's nicknames? Oh, Minnesota, it's the... um the land of a thousand, the land of ten thousand lakes, right? Ten thousand, ten thousand lakes. That's a lot of lakes. Uh, scotch tape was also invented there. So big Would thanks to Minnesota for the scotch tape, and we have to give a, a big shout out to Jess from Minnesota who joins on our live Twitch stream. She's always chatting in there. Her username is Jess from Minnesota. It's pretty awesome. But is she from northern Minnesota or just the only person from Minnesota that you can think of? It's the only person from Minnesota <laughs> that I think I know. So hi, Jess. Also, Carla Marie, did you know that the reason the Los Angeles Lakers are called the Lakers is because they started in Minnesota? Wow. I mean, this is too many facts for a Friday. Thanks again for hanging out with us. We will see you or you will hear us Monday morning. Thanks for listening to the Morning Show Podcast.